This episode is sponsored by the Breakthrough to Excellence Network Legacy Scale-Up Program, which is a one-on-one consulting program that will provide you accountability, strategy, and customization for your unique business needs. We all desire to scale our business without the overwhelm. Let's face it, we don't want to scale our businesses anymore in a chaotic environment. This program is tailor-made so you never feel like you're ever falling behind again. To find out more on how to work with us, go to www.jasminehaley.com. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to another amazing episode for this week. We are talking about tips to help you avoid business heartache when it comes to those collaborations, y'all. We all know that it's a vital aspect of amplifying our voice and our brand and getting more visibility so that we can find our prospective clients. However, there are some things that we need to consider prior to establishing these business collaborations. And trust me, y'all, I've had several along my journey, as well as several that I've seen even my clients have gone through. So it's important for us to really consider how can we stay in alignment truly with what's important for us with our core values and be able to serve our clients and make a great name for ourselves by building a, an amazing business legacy. So in this training, I'm going to go through three tips to help you avoid that business heartache when it comes to your business collaborations. And I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. If you have any other ones that you suggest, anything that may have had in a potential impact on you in your own journey, or even for your clients, feel free, shoot me a DM, send me an email, let me know your thoughts. I would love to continue this conversation. I feel the more that we're willing to have these honest conversations, the more beauty we'll see in the business industry as we're looking for ways to stay more in alignment with truly who we are, but most importantly, how to impact our clients in a massive way. And don't forget, if you're ready to scale your business and grow, I am here to start that conversation with you. I would love to know where you are in your business and how possibly I can help you or even some of my referral partners are already there, ready to open their arms up with their heart-centered purpose-led business and help you be able to achieve the business goals that you've set for yourself. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoy this particular episode. It's such a pleasure being able to support you, educate you, and empower you along your business journey. All right. Hey, y'all. I'm Jasmine Haley. I'm a nationally awarded speaker, podcaster, author, and business growth strategist. And today we're talking about three tips, three tips, y'all, so that you can avoid 
heartache and business collaborations. This is an important topic because one of the ways in which you can grow visibility in your business, one of the ways in which you can strengthen your brand presence and find clients and prospective clients you can work with is business collaborations. And I have used it extensively throughout my business for the last five years, whether I'm in the dental industry or working right now on a B2B. So the tips that I'm going to be sharing with you are things that I've learned, things that I've seen within my own clients, things that I know that could potentially help you avoid some of the heartache that happens when people decide to collaborate. Collaboration will occur no matter what. I don't care what business owners think that they can basically go on in their business without collaboration. Um, that's really, really, really hard to do. It's a lonely place anyway to be in business and to get to a place where you're not collaborating at all. I just have not seen that being a surefire possibility for business growth. So the three tips are super simple, but I'm going to take my time and going through each one. Okay. Here's the first thing. Number one, be really clear on your expectations. I mean, super clear on those expectations. And I'm going to talk about this with the view of JV collaborations and partnerships. Okay. It's so important prior to the negotiation. This is what I do if I'm negotiating even for speaking. Okay. Prior to the negotiation, you need to take the time of having some clarity on what is it that you expect out of this collaboration? What is it that you would want that other partner to do? I didn't necessarily take that time to get really clear on that, which is why I wasn't able to set forward the expectations necessary prior to the collaboration. And so what happens is you discover what you need in the process of a collaboration of a partnership, and you don't want to do that. You actually want to be clear on what exactly it is that you want and what your bottom line is within your own business. So the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do is one, write out what exactly those expectations are. What would you want that person to do? And how is this specifically going to benefit your business? A lot of us who are heart-centered, purpose-led, we tend to get into arrangements and partnerships with people because we're super excited. We want to serve. We want to be there for the people that we are working with, but we never really take the time. I know, at least not for me, especially in thinking, well, how is this really going to benefit me? And listen, y'all, some of us, unfortunately, if you have a um, religious background, a Christian-based background, it's always putting other people's needs before your own. And some of us take that to an extreme here okay we're in business right to take care of our clients but we're also in the business of taking care of ourselves taking care of our family and building our legacies right so be clear what those expectations are and i mean as clear as who's going to make what who's going to post what who's going to send out emails who ends up doing what and by what time, I mean the date so specific that it's going to make you want to hurl. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen this very, very funny, I don't know if it was a meme or a video, but essentially what he did was he had his children write out the steps of making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, okay? And so they were encouraged to make this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it was hilarious because as cute as those kids were, they knew how to make it. It's something so simple, right? But their instructions, the exact step by step by step, wasn't clear. And so when he was in the mix of making that peanut butter and jello sandwich, he was like, you know, 
the the knife was in backwards inside of it. He was trying to put the peanut butter on the the actual pieces of bread that wasn't working. He was uh, what else was he doing? It was just so much funny stuff. He was putting the jelly in between the two bread pieces because the instructions were not clear. What's well, the same thing if you're coming into any JV partnership or collaboration, whether it's permanent or just for one instance, not having clarity on those expectations. And I mean, having it so specific that you're feeling like this is too elementary. Doesn't somebody already understand these basic fundamental things? The answer to you is no. <laughs> Some people do not have the simple courtesy of extending some level of respect for people, okay? So what do we have to do? We have to outline the boundaries that are important for us within our business and what our expectations are prior to the actual conversation. So take that time to write that down. And when you're ready to have that conversation, don't be afraid about how is this going to affect their feelings. So the last thing that you want to do is get into any sort of partnership or collaboration and it's not expressly explained what your expectations are, okay? And what's going to happen is it's a worse feeling than to be in a situation where you kind of held back worried about someone's feelings and then now you're dealing with resentment now you're dealing with getting your feelings hurt uh now you're dealing with uh possibly losing money all right and none of us got time for that okay um so we want to make sure that we get clear on what we want and really understand how it's going to benefit us and don't forget how it benefits us and ultimately the bottom line so what were the goals that you set out for yourself for 2021 2022 2023 right and what specific milestones are you trying to achieve? Quarter one, two, three, and four. How does this potential collaboration help those things? If it is not helping those things, then you already know that you're not possibly working on an income generating task. And if you're growing and scaling your business, should you even be wasting your time on that? The answer is no. <laughs> Without me really telling you, the answer is no, all right? And don't ever feel like the expectations that you're writing down are unnecessary. They're micromanaging. Oh, this is too much. What are they going to think of me? No, because what may be common sense to you is not common sense to the other person. Okay. So make sure that you outline that. All right. Number two, y'all better observe them first before you start. Now, I got some nerve writing this. Why? Because I have not done that. <laughs> But I'm telling you so that you can avoid the heartache. So I didn't do this. And I wish I did. You have to observe them first, especially if you're someone that you don't know well, but even for the people that you do know well. And what exactly do I mean by that? Well, you know, in the past, I used to say we wouldn't get in a marriage with people, right? We wouldn't get in a marriage with someone that's a complete stranger. I don't know how meaningful that is anymore now that we have married at first sight. That is, yes, one of the reality shows that I watch. But we want to get into marriage, right? We would never get into marriage with someone that we don't know. So why do we do that with business collaborations? Hello, I've already been there, done that. So I'm speaking from experience. And so observation is necessary. I would observe first. I will watch how they work. I will see what they're doing. I would observe them from afar first before I get in any sort of business relationship that's going to be a business relationship for an extended period of time. You can always start off with, 
a webinar, right? You can always start off with kind of sharing your lead magnets with each other's communities, right? You can do all of that, but don't start a business with someone that you hardly know, or even with someone that you do know until you observe them and check out these few things. So I've got them written down. I'm going to be reading them off to you. First of all, do they have, this is the number one thing for me. Do they have the same work ethic as you? Child! Let me say that again. Do they have the same work ethic as you? Many of us that are entrepreneurs are type A. We are workhorses. And the worst thing that could happen to you is you get in a partnership with someone and they're not putting forth the same amount of work. You had expectations, right? You didn't outline what those expectations are. And then they're not putting in the same level of work as you. And you're both benefiting from the work that you're contributing, the majority of the work that you're contributing. So there's an unevenly yoked marriage, okay? An unevenly yoked business partnership. So the work ethic has to be aligned because what it will lead to is resentment, frustration. It will make you want to put on that headscarf and that Vaseline and go to town, okay? <laughs> okay, so... I want you to understand that work ethic for me is like the number one thing, right? Expectations and then do you still work the same way? Because some people have their different gifts, right? And some people's gifts may not be implementation, execution. Some people's gifts may not be influencing, doing video. Some people's gifts vary, right? They're always going to vary. So you've got to be clear on, again, your expectations, but most importantly, who's going to do what so that you don't wind up burnt out because you did not choose a collaboration or partnership with someone that has the same level of work ethic. All right, here's the next question I want you to ask yourself. Do they serve the same clientele? Is their clientele one that will benefit you? Because what bottom line we want to be concerned of is the work and energy that we're doing leading us to our revenue goals. Um, do they have similar values? This is really, really important up there with work ethic, how hard they work, but do they have similar values? Are they ethical? I have seen, even for my clients and even people that I have seen along the way of my five years in being in business, some people, there's a lot of people that do a lot of wishy-washy stuff. And what I mean by that is they are not 100% ethical in their business dealings. And for you, if integrity is really important for you in the work that you're doing, you've got to observe that first. Be aware of that. This may not be someone you want to get into a business marriage with and have to deal with things that are fundamentally going against your core values of who you are. So that's why this is a critical question to ask yourself as you're looking at them. Here's the final aspect when you're looking at observing them, okay? The final thing is, do they have an abundance mindset? Okay, and let me explain what that means. You have some business owners who are abundant, they're ethical, and so what that means is, with your guidelines and things of that nature, they feel that there's room for everyone. They will look for ways that will benefit the entire team everyone that's a part of it, right? But you have some business owners that aren't fully in alignment with that. They're still dealing with scarcity mindset. So that means they may not stay in their lane. 
they may pull the rug up underneath you. They may not stay in that lane. You may be in a situation where they want results without the work or they want results that may also mean that they may step over you in order to get the results without really thinking about how that affects you. So I've seen this in my clients and in some part of my journey as well. And so if you are clear about your values being the same, right, the work ethic being the same, you will find that the business collaboration will be one that they're looking at how can this benefit the both of us. Whereas instead of them being self-centered on their particular growth, they won't be doing things that will undermine or undercut you in the process of your business collaboration. So that is why it's so essential for us to take the time to observe our potential partners before you really get into long-term marriages with them, all right? And that's why doing smaller events, smaller things that are a smaller set time are so important, okay? So that you can observe their actions and see whether or not their work ethic and their core values are in align with who you are and it's one that which you can still grow your business and it's not centered completely around them. Okay, so that is number two. And now here is the final tip that I have for you, my friend. Whether or not this is a collaboration partnership that is going to be monetary or not, you need a dag on. <laughs> I'm gonna say dag on. You need a contract, okay? You need a contract. Woo! You need a contract. So this contract could be for something that you're collaborating with where there is no monetary benefit. And it could be for something where there is one that you're sharing it. You need something contractually that is agreed upon by both parties or you know three parties, four parties or whatever, or what the expectations are and what's needed in order for you to move forward so that everyone's business is being benefited. And contractual agreements could be for even as things as simple as free content that you're putting out. If you're collaborating, you need something in writing, okay? No matter how much you love people, no matter how long you've known someone, no matter how nice, because some people are nice nasty, <laughs> no matter how nice they are, you need a contract, y'all. You need a contract. You need it in writing, and it needs to be signed, and it needs to be something that's been approved by a lawyer before you get into any sort of collaboration partnership, especially long-term, but even for something that's short-term, like a webinar of some sort or a challenge that you may be hosting with someone. You need some sort of written agreement, and that's it, period. But it's important to have these conversations because, again, as a business owner, we are leaders of our business and we have a, our staff who are relying upon us to serve up as leaders, right? We have to protect our family. We've got to protect our clients. We have to protect our IP. We have to protect ourselves. Let me give a case in point of something that happened that um, I came to find out about from a collaboration. So. I love bringing in other people to collaborate with. I love it. I love it. I actually love hosting events. I love speaking. I love having panels and things of that nature. But I found out that someone that I had asked to collaborate with 
violated the privacy of someone else that was a personal client of mine, right? And so you have to look at it like this. As a CEO, even though I didn't do it, I was a person at fault because I didn't make sure that I observed this person long enough to know whether or not this person can enter in the safety zone that I've created for my community and clientele. So now I have to remember that it is my responsibility as CEO to also protect not just myself, but my clients and my community. And that may mean that I need to observe the people first on who I'm allowing to introduce themselves to my community because they trust me. And therefore, I need to make sure that whoever it is that I refer to them, even your referral partners, whoever it is that I allow to be a guest speaker, whoever it is that I allow to be able to be a speaker or um, at my event and possibly coach them, are these trustworthy people? Are these people aligned with my values? Because the last thing I want to do is destroy relationships with my own clients who I've built that trust with, because I didn't take that time to be clear on expectations to observe them first to make sure we have the same work ethic and values, right? And also to establish that contract, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and make sure it's clear about that particular aspect of confidentiality. So did I have all of those things in place? Contract, yes. But could I have spent a little bit longer observing them? Yeah, absolutely. Now, listen, this is not a perfect world. That doesn't mean that if you checked off these three items, you may not deal with some sort of heartache in business collaborations. There's no guarantee, even with checking off all of those things. However, you can minimize the amount of heartache that you could have in your business if you do have and incorporate a little bit more diligence in how you view your partnerships and collaborations and how you vet the people that you decide to work with. Again, it's not a guarantee, it is not uh, some perfect utopia world if you follow all aspects. But it is important for us to be a little bit more strategic in view of how we are actually collaborating so that one, we can get the bottom line, but two, we protect ourselves and our clients. All right, y'all, that's my message for today. I love talking about this topic. I am Jasmine Haley, nationally awarded speaker, podcaster, and I am also a business growth strategist. And if you know you are ready to scale, honey, if you know you're ready to grow that business and get to a place where you know specifically how to create that roadmap to the goals that you desire in your business and life, come reach out to me. Feel free to DM me. Send me a message. I would love to talk about how my Legacy Scaler program will help benefit you so that you can grow a business that also grows your legacy. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in for this week. I'll see you all next week and I hope you have a great day. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.